This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. They say she get it from her mama. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. say you right. What? <laughs> Are you down? Up tonight. Hey. Welcome back. Hey. Hey. Welcome back to the code. I'm your host, Dr. J. Along with me in this journey is Dr. JK. What's up, baby? Hey, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all you got. <laughs> Wrap it up. Wow. <laughs> After a while, we're going to owe somebody some money for credits or Man. something. Listen, uh, this is our first um, monthly segment, and we've not done that since we've been on the air. Um, and so every month, the last Wednesday of the month, we will have not necessarily, well, yes to the city of Decatur, but uh, in particular, <laughs> Because he's sipping coffee like we ain't live, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> economic and community Ooh, development. It's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, oh. Did we hear it? Everybody like all seven of our listeners? <laughs> test one, two, test one, two. So we got brown sugar in the. In mahogany the... soul. Is it mahogany soul? It's mahogany brown. Oh my God. <sighs> Rochelle Dunbar. Rochelle Dunbar. Mahogany. Miss Perspective. Miss Perspective. <laughs> and then we have Cordero Patrick Pat, Director of Economic <laughs> Develop Economic oh. and Community Development. You gotta get him a radio name. Good evening. You yeah. all right? Yeah, I was taking another sip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. I'll make yeah. a long <laughs> day longer. Pat, long Pat the Great. Long day. <laughs> Pat. Said, well, hey, I got a full time job and I go home. I got Ooh. small kids. You, you ain't special. Hello. We got that too. Small. <laughs> well, you got one small one. That's enough. You got one small Listen, kid. You got a, been here. I, I started a whole new job when I got It's not even. <laughs> your, your daughter's not even a toddler. She's like seven. How old is she? Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Seven going on. 30. Ten. She's ten. Double digits now. She's eight. Oh, eight. Okay. Yeah. He oh, said she's close. thirty. He so said he got a full time job when he get home. He trying to play us. He's talking no, about Lenny. Yeah. Listen, while you're drinking that coffee, let's talk about um what's going on with economic and community yeah. development with the city of Decatur. Yeah, yeah. We got a couple of topics that we want to hit and we're going to hit them early because we have a tendency to go all left. off to the left and to the right. Help us, Lord. Well, so there's that. <laughs> I want to talk about this vacant property registration ordinance. Talk to me about it because it sounds like somebody going to owe some money. Well, um, what we have is actually called at-risk properties, um, vacant property ordinance, whatever you want to call it. Well, I, uh, hey, y'all put that on my paper. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what this boils down to is is this. Listen, we yeah. all know that we have a lot of derelict properties here in Decatur. We do. And, and for the most part... Uh, you know, proper owners leave that to pa- taxpayers to have to take care of, to demolish, to board up, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And what we basically doing is serving notice to to proper owners to say that you're no longer going to have vacant properties sitting in our neighborhoods and creating blight in our neighborhoods mm-hmm. without paying for it. Okay. okay? Uh, it shouldn't be up to taxpayers to pay for uh, that home have to be boarded up or torn down because yeah. you decided that you want to just leave it there for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... Uh, we have already identified about 700 properties that okay. are considered registered properties. 
uh, to go on the, reg the registry. Uh, and so those home, those property owners will have to pay a semi-annual fee of $200, $350 for commercial properties uh, because we also have those uh, in, in our community as well. And it is just another tool in the toolbox to help us to eliminate blight from our neighborhoods. So what you so what'll happen? Like if 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 somebody owns a property and is boarded up or or blight, what 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 happens? Uh, one of two things. Okay. Uh, they're gonna fix it up or they're gonna give it up. Okay. Uh, it's just kind of what it boils down to. Uh, if I can just be straightforward with it. Um, now this doesn't. This is not you know homes that are for sale. Yeah. And that type of thing. We're not talking about that, right? We're not here to take people houses, right? This is those homes that are derelict. Uh, we have definition as to what that is. Uh, that's sitting, you know, dormant in neighborhoods that's creating um, problems for us. Another thing is is that it helps protect our. Um, police and fire as well, sure. right? So fire department shows up at a house. I mean, they don't know the condition of the house. They can go in the house and the roof can collapse on them, right? Because mm -hmm. there's, there's no one to know what the condition is. You can't get in touch with anybody because they're out of town, where the case may be. Uh, and so what this does is that uh, it gives us the property owner's information, uh -huh. but it also gives us a local contact. That property owner must have a local contact, I think, within uh, 30, mile, 30 minutes from Decatur, uh, in case something happens with that house and, and it needs to be taken care of right away. So are these rental properties or they're just properties that are owned by people, just they anybody? Be, they can be vac vacant or vacant. occupied. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and it does also include foreclosure property because we have challenges with banks as well. How did we get here, though? How did we get to the point where our community has seven has 700 plus properties on the list? Uh, I, uh, yeah. I think part of it is... Uh, um, uh, the jobs jobs leaving Decatur. Hmm. So when jobs leave Decatur, people leave Decatur. Yeah. And so people left their, these homes, right? It, it, you know, at one point, we needed as many homes that we have here. And now when those jobs left, people left for those jobs. And mm -hmm. so now you have these de these derelict vacant still sitting in the, in the communities with nothing being done to them, um, you know, for decades. And so now we're finding ourselves in a position where uh, for us to catch up and to be able to uh, begin to remove blight from neighborhoods, I mean, we're going to have to demolish 150-plus properties per year for the next three to five years. Listen, you're listening to The Morris Code on WSOI 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and streaming live on NowDecatur.com. We'll be right back with Cordero Patrick and Rochelle Dunbar from the City of Decatur and the Economic and Community Development Department. Be right back. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Listen, y'all, y'all know I like rap. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> like, it, rap is 50. I'm 50. There's a direct correlation there. Welcome back to the code. We're in the studio. We have our first monthly segment and we're very excited and we hope to continue to engage in um, some impactful and meaningful conversations 
things in terms of what's happening in our community, in particular um, from the city of Decatur in the Office of Economic and Community Development. So thanks, Pat and Rochelle, for joining me. We talked a little bit about these at-risk properties, um, and it's quite a few of them in our compu- in our community and how the city is working to move the our community forward in in with the removal of blighted properties. Rochelle, you're going to share a little bit about this partnership with the city and the SHIP program from Northeast Community Fund Small Home Improvement Program. You want to talk about that? Because I thought we were talking at break that um, it had the funds had been allocated prior and you were saying, yep, but there's an update. I believe probably maybe over a year ago, we allocated $400,000 to Northeast Community Fund for our small home improvement program. Um, they were working with residents, um, homeowners who just needed um, a porch, yep. um, a water heater, just, you know, one time assistance. And um, it was very successful. They opened the program up, and they probably had over 400, or that number might have been 800. We had two different programs running at the same time. But just so many people who were interested in trying to take advantage of that program. Um, So uh, Northeast has been a wonderful partner, and we have uh, worked, and they have expended all those dollars. So probably... um, Two weeks ago or so, we entered into another agreement with them to continue uh, operating the program. Um, it's been very, very successful. Um, it's been at high demand. We won't be able to assist everyone. Yeah. Um, but it's just been a, a really good uh, way for us to uh, utilize funds and get the help out there to people that need it. And so where did the funds come from? Um, this was ARPA funds, which was American Rescue Plan funding. Um, we were able to use it in a variety of ways. We yeah. have been doing full rehabs internally with um, our staff, but this was a subrecipient agreement that we had with Northeast, and we tend to do those with nonprofits, and they were able to execute the program very well. So the first group was about how many homes did you say? I believe they finished with 17, was it about 17, yeah, 17 homes? 18, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this at, one? At about $20,000 each. Each, yeah. And this one, what do you think? Are you think it'll be about the same amount or the same yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be about the same. And so tell me, talk to me about the importance of, of of the project just in general, right? You know, a lot of people, maintenance is a challenge. You know, we were talking about just maintaining our housing stock. And as a whole, the city has um, an aging housing stock. We mm-hmm. don't have a lot of new homes. And sometimes, especially as you get older, you're not able to do the maintenance that you were able to do you know, as a young working professional. And so um, we're able to assist folks who are disabled, seniors, and just folks that are of low income that are able to or need the help. And and, and then do a a couple of things real quick. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, we've run into individuals that have lost their home insurance because of needing a roof on their house. Yeah. And so these individuals now are able to reinsure their home, their asset, right, after this work is being done. And it, it creates equity in their home on day one as well. So mm-hmm. it's not just about the house, but it's about the whole person in the house as well. 
I think that for me, the one of the important things that we talk about, Dr. JK, a lot is that five social determinants of health. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the key pieces that Pat has been working on, even not with just this project, but with other projects, is this neighborhood and built environments, mm-hmm. right? We talk about um, that social and community context as well. And so how we live impacts the longevity of our, ho- of our, of our life. And we miss that. Like we separate this and say, okay, this is for them over there. But the truth of the matter is because we have an aging population, how do we connect our population to the things that we need to ensure that people have a longer lifespan? And all of these things impact Mm -hmm. whether I remain healthy and alive or whether I transition out of this community or on to the to the next phase. And so this is important. It really is. A lot of people just again, when you talked about the aging population, folks are uh, charged with having to pay for medication. Yes. Mm -hmm. I had heard a story. I think it was today or yesterday about uh, a lady that she has a heart condition and she's wanting or needing to spend about $700 a month on heart medication. Sure. Well, she can't afford that, but if she could do that, then she definitely can't do any improvements on her home um, because she's on a fixed Social Security income. Yes. Um, And so, I mean, any way that we can figure out how to take these these funds and uh, allow folks to stay in a house that is safe and affordable, then those are the that we are trying to execute and do. Let's talk about the um, volunteers and opportunities to engage with economic and community development department that are that how how can we as a community support the work that is supporting our community? Like it has to be a yeah. reciprocal type of exchange. I always say, Dr. Morris, we can't do this work alone. We don't have the resources. We don't have the capacity. And it takes a community. It takes a village for us to move our community in a way that we want our community to be. Uh, and so we have some projects that we're, we're going to be doing this summer, uh, some cleanup projects and some other projects that we're calling on the city of Decatur. And folks outside of Decatur, they want to come help Decatur <laughs> um, to, to sign up to volunteer with us uh, for for those projects. Uh, we have not identified all the dates uh, as of yet, uh, but you can still call us to uh, want to volunteer and, and provide your information. And so when we have those volunteer opportunities, we'll reach out to you and let you know what they are and dates and times. Uh, and if it's something that interests you, uh, then show up, right? And so reach out to us uh, by phone at 217-424-2784, 217-424-2784, or reach out to Deanna Buck at D-Buck, that's B-U-C-K, at decaturil.gov. Uh, so we're with the Jasper Street Corridor Project. Like, you know, I'm kind of excited because I live on Jasper <laughs> Street a little bit. <laughs> you said, where is it? A little bit. Where are we? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Well, yeah, I live on it a little bit uh, on Jasper well, you Street. You know what? We got some exciting things uh, for Jasper this year. We actually have identified real impl- imp- real projects that we believe we can implement in 24. Yep. And they will be visual. Uh, folks need to see that things are actually happening, that we're just not talking about it. And in fact, uh, we have a meeting with the invitation committee in the next two weeks, and we have partners on the corridor like yourself, Johns Hill, <laughs> Boys and Girls Club, Hope Academy, and others that's ready to move forward with Pat, invitation. Pat and Rochelle, thank you so much for joining, thank and thank you. you for joining each uh, last Wednesday of the month. Absolutely. Y'all are listening to The Code. If you miss it, check out the podcast on nowdecator.com. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to connect with us, Check out Facebook at themorriscode.com. Have an amazing week, and we'll see y'all next week. We out. We out.
You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.